Welcome, Footy for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner. I'm Stephen Dubner. How are you? It's been a while. For the, for the listeners, not for us, I've seen you. I've seen you too. Yeah. You've turned 18 since we last recorded? I I'm 18. It was a busy summer? Yeah, you working. Ex- you excited about the start of the uh, footy season? Oh yeah, it's already started. It's pretty well underway. It has Let's talk started. a little bit about what we missed uh, yeah. since we last recorded. We last recorded during the World Cup quarterfinals. Some big things happened in football. Uh, France won the World Cup. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, Ronaldo moved to Juventus. Should we just say backing up for a second World Cup? Um, they were one of your picks. I don't think the World Cup matters right now. It's too far gone. Let's. But they were one of your picks. Yeah, they fair. were. One of your five or something? Yeah, they were They were <laughs> one of my constant top ones. Uh, Ronaldo moved to Juventus. That's pretty exciting. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Will we? Yeah, a little bit. Hope so. Barca had a great chance to window, mm-hmm. and a lot of other big stuff happened, but let's dive right back in like we never left. Sure, great. Okay, we're, what league are we starting in? And can I just say, well, let me ask you this baseline question. Um, in past years, you've been very, very, very up to date on all footy yeah. developments in most leagues. How does that compare now? Because you're doing other stuff, working. I am still, but not to the extent where I'm working a lot. I have I'm starting school in, in a couple of days, so not as much. But I still am. Do you feel how does how does that feel? Do you miss? Feels fine. You don't miss footy being such a dominant. Not really. No, mm-hmm. but I still love it, and it still is a big part of my life. Okay. So Premier League, Leicester, yeah. Liverpool, at the King Power, two one at Liverpool, four games, four wins. They're perfect. Wait Mon- a minute. Liverpool's perfect. Four wins, four, ga- four games, four wins. They've won them all. Liverpool? Yeah. Liverpool Football Club? Liverpool Football Club, the one who bottled the Champions League final to a mid table La Liga uh. team last season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they're looking good. Klopp's great. They've made some great signings. Fabinho, Keita, looking really good. Um, Have you been able to see them play at all? Once or twice. Um, mm-hmm. They look really good. Um, the, another perfect team, Chelsea, beats Bournemouth 2-0. Pedro and Eden Hazard scored. Uh, Mauricio, sorry, what a coach. He has them playing good football. Uh, Jorginho is a great signing. Chelsea's looking really good. Um, Man City, Newcastle, 2-1 to City. Man City hasn't lost in like five years, have they? They lost twice last year, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah Liverpool United, and they drew this year to Wolves. But So three, four games, three wins. Really? Draw. I think they'll win it. I don't think they'll run away with it in the same way, but... Can you say a little bit more about Wolves? That's Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton Wolves or Wanderers, or and they and they're the uh, they're the closest um, geographically. Yeah, yeah, for, for our Dunkeloted, they made a great signing last season. Ruben Neves, um, they're a really fun team. They could have a big year. as could follow them, I think. Um, you know, it's so strange to me mm-hmm. when teams get promoted. You would think that they would be just marginally good enough to hang in the league. Sometimes they do really well. Sometimes they do really well. The momentum, the big signings, the new money. Mm. Also, speaking of Fulham, who I just said, congratulations to uh, Clint Dempsey for a great career. He just retired. From from where? From Seattle? From soccer. Or maybe just from international football. I think from all football. Is he he no longer playing for Seattle? I don't think so. I'm not sure. But speaking of Fulham, because he played there for several years, how did he do there? He was good. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of goals scored? Yeah. Um... So, yes, yeah, a city game. They beat Newcastle two one. Sterling and Walker scored for City, but for Newcastle, they lost. Goal scored by the American DeAndre Yedlin. Oh, it's pretty good. Uh, Cardiff City Arsenal. Can I interrupt you again? Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of Americans playing in Europe, who is predominant right now? I mean, is Pulisic? Pulisic is so great. He's had some injury problems. I still really like John Brooks. Um, there are a lot of great young players. Tim Weah at PSG. Um, 
good future. Yedlin is how long has he been with Newcastle? I think a year or two. Um, he he's been at Spurs. He might still be alone. He's been at Sunderland. I want to say. Um, Cardiff City Arsenal, 3-2 to Arsenal. Lacazette finally scores. Lucas Torreira, this young midfielder they signed from uh, Sampdoria. He's been coming off the bench. He's really good. I would take him in at Barca. Uh, you would take him in at Barca? I would t- I've taken him at Barca. Yeah. Um, United beats Burnley 2-0. Um, they're still kind of crap. Uh, Mourinho is going to get fired, so I'm going to laugh. I think Zidane is going to come in. Really? Yeah. Uh, when's the last time Mourinho was fired? Uh, a couple years ago at Chelsea. Yeah. Um. So, who would you say? Do you have any more prem games to? One more. Watford beats Tottenham two one. Oh. Ta- Tottenham, we got we got them in the group stage of Champions League with them, Inter, PSV, Eindhoven. Oh my Barca goodness. has a, there's a, there's a lot to talk about. Tottenham. Yeah. Okay. So wait. So Watford beat Tottenham though. Yeah. Is and Wat- Watford is won won their first four games. Holy which is pretty cow. absurd. So who in the prem has won their first four? Liverpool, Chelsea, Watford. Wow. Um, Watford has been up how many seasons? I mean, Couple I know they're kind of up and down, right? Couple years, yeah, three, mm-hmm. four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so far, very early in the prem season, but what would be the storyline? What's the headline at the moment? It's got to be Watford. Uh-huh. People thought they'd be fine mid table there, four for four. Um, okay, but Liverpool, four is kind of too early to get yeah, too excited. But four four wins in four games is big. When's the last time? Um, uh, the Prem, uh, a team repeated winning the Prem? Not recently. I can't remember off the top. I think it was Chelsea a while ago. may have been a United team. What would you put the odds right now at uh, Man City repeating? I'm not, I don't know odds number-wise, but I think they will win. I think, do, they'll, I think they'll win the league, yeah. yeah. And then I don't think they'll run away with it in the way they did last year, but I think they should win it and relatively comfortably. Okay, and then who, um, who are the Prem teams in the Champions League this year then? Oh, right man. now, it's uh, City, Liverpool... Um, City, Liverpool, uh, United, and Spurs. And That's then, what I want to say. yeah. Right now, then, how does it work? Like, the, if the Europa, how does it work again? Is there? It could be no. That's it. Right now, you're saying right now that, that's four, all there yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, and of those teams, who do you predict will do best in the Champions League? I don't think Spurs will, because I think usually you got to win your group. It does. You don't have to, but it does help. Liverpool didn't actually last year. Um, I don't think they may have. Um, actually, were they in Madrid's group last year? No, that was Spurs. Anyway, mm-hmm. Spurs last year, they didn't win their group against Madrid. Got a tough draw. Um, now, I don't. I think they'll do well. I think they will finish second, but I think Barca will win that group. Um, I don't think United's going to do that well this year. I think they didn't really add this summer. Mourinho, I think it's just a very divisive nature there right now. So I think against the City, Liverpool. City's the best on paper. Um, they went to the quarters last year where they did lose Liverpool, who made the final... With uh, and they've added to a great team with some great signings. Who've they, who they added? Uh, I can't remember everyone off the top of my head. The big signs were uh, Fabinho and Abiketa at midfield. Um, Allison and goal is great, even though he did make a, an error this week. Um, I think I think Klopp's a great manager. I think his style is really well suited to cup competitions. Um, How, what do you mean by that? I think part of his his tactics his. Coaching style isn't just attacking, which are very good, but counterattacking, high paced, high press works really well in big knockout games, but also the mentality of even if you're not, of always being the underdog mm-hmm. and being ready to prove everyone wrong and just playing at a high intensity for 90, 180 minutes. 
that translates really well to knockout football. How in, in a way that Marinos football does too, but I don't think it will this season for United. How important um, is depth overall in making a good run in a in a cup in Champions League? Let's say while that's just important overall. You need it. If, not only if someone gets injured, but just to be able to rotate, and even if you don't need to rotate, just to have quality difference makers coming off the bench. So what would you say was the biggest um, flaw of the last few years of Barca getting deep into the Champions League? Because, it, it, you know, they, they win the, their league, they win their domestic yeah. cup, but not do well in the Champions League. Why? Part of it was depth. Uh, we did have a deep squad and we had a lot of players, but last year we didn't have anyone that good to come off the bench and make a difference. And it's the thing that I've always said, the controlling midfielder, we didn't have someone to really dictate the tempo with Iniesta. Um, I think uh, the art signing of Arthur will really help with that. But um, yeah, also luck is a huge thing. I still am disgusted and will always be at our uh, 3-0 loss to Roma going out of the Champions League last year. I think that was arguably the worst day in Barca history. It's really at least up there. But um, Because why? Not including the Super Cup, which obviously no one counts. We lost one game that year. It was at Espanyol in the Copa del Rey, which ended up not mattering because we went through. Um, we'd won the first leg at home by three goals, and we were expected at that point with the treble. And not just to lose, but that man playing terribly, looking like we didn't care or weren't capable. It was just embarrassing and pathetic. Um, we needed one goal. Valverde set us up to defend the whole time, which if you're Barca, you should be expecting to score at least one goal a game. That's not unreasonable. Do you, and if we'd scored there, we would have gone through. Do you blame him for that tactically then? Well, yes and no. It also, my thoughts of Valverde do go deeper than that. I like him. I've never loved him. I think he was phenomenal last year, but I think that loss was mostly down to him. And I think the way he can make up for it is by delivering a Champions League this year, which I think he will. Mm-hmm. And will this season be considered a failure for Barcelona if they don't win the Champions League? It's always so hard to say because the expectations are so unbelievably high. Yeah. But honestly, yes, even if we win the domestic double and if we win the league in the Copa of the domestic double in the dominating fashion we did last year, we last won the Champions League about four years ago, three, four, yeah, four years now. About since then, we haven't made it past the quarterfinals. That's not okay. You know, it's interesting. I think for athletes... And also, sorry to interrupt, but with Barca and Madrid always, your success does have to do with the other one does that year. Mm. Every year since we won the Champions League, I think they've won it. Uh, there have been two or three years... I actually can't remember right now for some reason, but they've been very dominant. I think for athletes, expectations are a real double-edged sword. Like, yeah. you can get confidence, but like, you remember Luke Donald, the golfer yeah. that... Uh, this was a former world number one golfer that we were working on a project with that, that ended up not working out. And he, um, not he, us, you and Steve Levin. Right. <laughs> not you and me, Steve Levin. And, and I were working on this book with him and, uh, and Pat Goss, who's his, um, his swing coach and also his former, um, uh, who's the, the head golf coach at Northwestern. And I remember talking to Luke and, when I met him, he was only very recently had lost the world number one ranking, but he was still very, very highly yeah, ranked in the world. And he, it was really interesting speaking with him about the expectations. He basically felt like every time he went out, he was expected to, you know, not win. Not win I mean, win winning highly. a golf tournament is really hard. There's 144, 150 golfers. It's very, very, very hard. And you're competing against all of them. Um, but still, I think... Um, when I watch team sports where the expectations are so, so high, like with Barcelona, yeah, 
I think it too, I think having those expectations, it can really cut both ways. You can yeah. have a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum. You can intimidate the other team. On the other hand, if you get off on the wrong foot, yeah, all of a sudden you're like, oh. If you go down early, which going into today's game, Barca went down after two or three minutes of Huesca, which I predicted actually. You did predict that. Weirdly, but we went on to demolish them. Uh, we ended up winning 8-2. Uh, we had two goals from Messi, two from Suarez, Dembele, Rakitic, and Alba scored, and we had an own goal. Um, the team was great, but how Leo Messi was pretty good too, wasn't he? <laughs> he was pretty good. So Weska, I read a piece about just because I didn't, I'd never heard of them, and they're newly promoted. Apparently, they were in like the third or even fourth division not so long yeah. ago, and they're a tiny, you know, one of these great stories of a tiny mm-hmm. town, tiny team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like So what did that? What did that represent when they? Coming into Barcelona, go up first, score the first. Well, goal. first of all, they started the season pretty well. I think a win and a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, like I told you, those fans that those players, at least for the players, that the guy who scored the goal, Hernandez, that's probably the biggest moment of his life. That's mm-hmm. or at least his career. That's not a stretch. Um, but Do you then, think at that moment they're thinking we can win this game, we will win this game. I think they're thinking we can. I think there's always the doubt that it's Barcelona will probably come back, score a couple goals, but. Um, what really impressed me is that no point did they park the bus. Even after that, they kept attacking. And we, scored another goal. Later on, after we later. scored three more. Right. Um, it, went, it went into the half of 3-2. After that, we just demolished them. But I was really impressed. Um, yeah, By them. By them. And by us, we scored eight goals. Let me ask you a question. What would you say, and you can answer this um, yeah. about Barcelona, or you can answer it about any other club. What would you say is the biggest difference in the way that a, a top team like Barca, like Madrid, like and whatever, any, any of the yeah. good teams in the Prem or PSG, whatever, what would you say is the biggest difference in how they play versus a very, very good team and uh, a much worse team? Because Barcelona, which is the team I see most with you, um, they seem to, they get tight in different ways. Yeah, I think... But like today, they didn't look like they, they looked like they knew. I'm, they yeah. knew they'd come back. On the other yeah. hand, they went down. I think very part early. of it is mentality, knowing that we're very good and we're, we'll probably win. It's also you can tell the touches are simpler, are easier, the passes are better. But also, it's you can just tell by the way teams organize if the players know where each other are. I'm trying to think what else. Just knowing. Um, against, Do you think you take more chances against a, a, a worse team? What do you mean? You like, know, like risk play, more, yeah, yeah. 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 Barca against Huesca will be throwing people forward in a way they wouldn't against a Bayern or Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one thing is often the better team does always have more possession. That doesn't always happen. Some team, big teams play, so they, they don't win like that. But always a team who at least seems like they have the ball more. They have the ball. The other teams half more. So I realize. I don't think you've talked yet about maybe you're planning on it later about um, Barca's summer signings. Yes, I was planning on it. So we signed four players: Arturo Vidal. A uh, great midfielder from Bayern Munich, Chilean, a uh, murderer who he's basically a Paulinho but better. What do you mean a murderer? He's have you seen him? He's a scary guy. <laughs> Mohawk. Yeah, but does that make him a murderer? No, but on the pitch, a meta like when he came on after a metaphorical when murder he came thing? on for his Liga debut a couple weeks ago against Betis, within a minute he just like he just mm. destroyed a guy. Where did he play before Bayern? I remember him. Juve. We remember Juve. you remember him from the Champions League final, oh, I think. Yeah, he was he's so tough. I love yeah, him. I love him. He is he's like a great a Paulinho with skill. Yeah, and also he's known for hating Real Madrid. Oh. Uh. Yeah. So he's your Which is not dream hard. player. Yeah, exactly. Um, Arthur, <laughs> the long-term midfield signing to replace Xavi and Iniesta. He's young? 
22, may have just turned 23, just turned 22 or 23. Or, He's Brazilian? Or Brazilian from Grêmio. Uh, we've been linked with him for a while. Great signing. Okay. Malcolm, who he stole from Roma when he's about to fly to Rome. And they'd already announced the deal, but it wasn't official. It was pretty funny. Great young winger. Comes off the bench now in a few years. Or a year or two, he can be starting. And uh, Clement Langlais, who's at least exciting, but he's a good, solid backup for him. TD and PK right now. Uh-huh. French defender with the uh, potential to start. We got him from Sevilla. Was he on the uh, French World Cup team? No. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: uh, the uh, I, I don't forget, think any of these players played in the World Cup. No, I forget the name of the uh, whatever he is, chairman of the board of Barcelona, Bartomeu. Bartomeu, who sounded like you would have punched him in the face a year ago yeah. if you run into him on mm-hmm. the street. Now your assessment is: I still I like him more in some ways. I don't like him still in other ways. I don't like how he has dried up the Masia production, um, kind of trampled over Croix's legacy in that way. I do think he's signing the right players, considering that Lamassi isn't producing, he is getting good players. Um, I still don't like the cutter thing. That was him and his uh, predecessors. Um, when you say I don't that, think he's a good guy, but I think he's doing good things for the club right now. It's that simple. When you say that, that La, La Masia production is dried up, meaning they are not putting the resources We're into the academy? We're not producing top-level talents the way you see, which is what, made, is what I think more than anything makes Barca a special club. Well, okay, I get that. But is it that they're not producing the top talent or the talent that's coming out of it yeah. just doesn't measure up anymore because there are so many good young players being developed elsewhere? Honestly, it's not really either. We are still producing the top talents. But we're selling them for one, two million euros to other clubs. Um, they're making. Well, exam- but name a few. Eric Garcia. Um, I think Abba Ruiz left or is about to leave. Um, well, how have they done when they've gone though? When they they're left, st- they're hard to follow because they're still in like B teams or under nineteen teams. But these are top players of the future. Um, we have a guy Ch- Chavi Simon. So I've told you, he's like fifteen, but he's he's unbelievable. But there he- must be a good reason. I mean, you don't just unload your young talent. There, there may be. I don't know. This is my opinion, my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, keep going on La Liga. Uh, Real Madrid beats Leganes 4-1. Bale and Benzema are superb. I think Ronaldo has been holding them down. Because mm. when, when their main job is to service him, create chances, they're performing better. They're scoring, looking more fluid. Going and back then their main job is also to kind of apologize when they score and yeah. complain. Going back to Ronaldo... Um, Without the same world-class service, Juve has a great team, but he's not getting the same service from all over the pitch. He's taking 23 shots this year in the league and hasn't scored. That's more than any other player without scoring 10 more this season so far in Europe. I should be less obsessed with him, but I'm not. Um, also, <laughs> but wait, let me ask you a serious question. Not yeah. that that was not serious. Um, does Real Madrid seem like a lesser rival now? To what degree do they seem like a lesser rival without Ronaldo? Emotionally, yes, the real hatred, the Messi and Ronaldo r- r- rivalry, which I think was more on one side than the other. I don't think Messi cares very much about Ronaldo. Really? Not to the extent that Ronaldo cares about Messi. Well, not to the extent that you care about Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that also because he's he's easy to hate and he's fun to hate in Clasco's, but I I don't think he, they're going to be significantly worse without him. I think they can, can, just just yeah. just to just to be a, a slightly unbiased yeah. corrective here. Many, 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 many millions of people around the world yeah. love Ronaldo as a player and a human. Yeah. So to say that it's easy to hate, it's easy for you to hate. Yeah. I, that's fair. <laughs> I also think um, the marketing thing, Madrid won't be, the real Madrid will always be in the spotlight, but they won't be as huge on a global scale without a player like Cristiano Ronaldo. If but, you were running Madrid right now, um, who do you keep? 
who do you get rid of? I think it's more um, who do you buy? Because well, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. Actually, like, like I think Bale. To I think, me, I like Bale a lot, but I don't know. If I it's, think Bale's thing is if he can stay fit, he can be a top five player in the world. I think he's that good. Mm-hmm. And some recent um, Benzema, he's been phenomenal lately. He's streaky, but I keep him. I think they might not even need an attacker now with Marco Sensio coming up. Isco already there. Um, I think the thing if they the two players who should be on the radar are both from PSG, which I think one of them will be there eventually. Neymar and Mbappe. I have no doubt that Neymar will be at Real Madrid one day. Really? I, and Why? me, like a lot of people think, the reason that he went to PSG from Barca was so he could then go to Madrid because um, it would have been too ugly. He, to go he wouldn't have gone. From, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that they're also long-term goal is Mbappe, which I think is and should be Barca's, because I think he has you, potential to be one of the best players of all time. Yeah, yeah. You think he'll be the best player in in football generally within the next few years? I think or? the three players in that age group, the the teens, young twenties, competing for that are Marco Asensio. Killing Mbappe and Usman Dembele. Mm-hmm. I think they'll all be on the Ballon d'Or podium for a long time to come. What's your season. assessment of Dembele thus far into the Barca season? He's been really good. He's scoring. He's creating. He's dribbling. He's he's a fun player to watch, mm-hmm. and he's a good player. Who you, are, are you liking him more? Um, you know, again, I haven't really seen them play that much. Yeah, My, I, I have to like him more than I liked him last year because every time I saw him play last he year, he scored all, as many goals this year. All he did last year was last. lose the ball and yeah. fall down. Yeah. He just looked so out of place. He reminds me of Neymar in his first year. He, he needs to bulken up, uh, build some muscle. But, Is that a word, bulken? Uh, probably. Bulkanize? I think so. Now it is. <laughs> um, do you think that, um, who, who would you say have been the standouts so far for Barca then? Obviously, Messi. Yeah. Um, Rakitic has really impressed me. As has Dembele. Mm-hmm. Stegen and Umtiti are great. No one's been bad, really. Mm-hmm. Suarez has been fine. Scored mm-hmm. a couple today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Atletico Madrid lost two 0 to Celta. Four points in three games. At the beginning of the season, I was saying they're our biggest biggest rival because mm-hmm. on paper they look better than Madrid. Looks like they may be bottling again before we go. Some quick results. PSG beats Nimes. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Four two. Probably Nimes. Probably there's a um, funny moment when, where oh, sorry, where Neymar scored and they had uh, the f- opposing Neem fans was in Neem or whatever had a banner of calling him a crybaby and went over pretending to cry in it in front of him, which is <laughs> funny. But then I saw a tweet that put it in perspective. Yeah, he went from classicos and historic comebacks to mocking <laughs> Neem supporters. <laughs> um, is this funny? How many years has it been since? Oops, sorry, that's our that's our hound. Um, how many years has it been since PSG did not win Ligue 1? The season before last, Monaco oh, won it. Oh. Yeah, and before that, so but it's like eight out of ten, nine out of ten. Montpellier had one um, mm-hmm. early part, earlier part of the decade, mm-hmm. but most PSG. Which team over the last ten years in the mate in one of the major leagues has been most dominant, winning I'd league say titles? Bayern, Bayern and Juve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, the only league that hasn't that has really been consistently in competition is the Premier League because Barca. We've won like seven of, of the last ten. Doesn't it get old? No. 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 Okay. What else happened? In- um, not much really. Uh, Bayern again beat Stuttgart 3-0. Um, I have a good ending. Tell me. Wait, before uh, you end, I have a, just I want to ask you. Yeah. Um, so one thing you haven't mentioned is uh, a, a league that's deepened the season, MLS. You paying much attention to MLS? Or not really. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. NYCFC could win the, the Supporter Shield. Probably not, but we could get Is it MLS the quality? Cup. The quality. I don't know. I think it's the quality that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did just want to ask you now that you've you've been enthusiastically working this summer on this congressional campaign. 
did it has politics given you any kind of different view of of footy or the work that you've been doing? Has yeah. it changed the way that again you're- the tribal aspect of politics is best in sports like football? Um, I think. Um, you mean you wish the tribal aspect were contained in sports? sports yeah, mm. but it's hard not to when you're in an election campaigning at someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, you have an end for us. For years to come, Uzman Dembele will make Real Madrid fans go boo-hoo. It's not footy for one, it's footy for two. Convoluted, but excellent. Nice to talk to you, Salman.